classe gibberish. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Classy Gibberish. I'm your host, Andre, and today is the 9th of September of 2022. And I'm back. I'm back for Classy Gibberish after a couple of months uh, in sunny Portugal. And I'm going to go straight ahead and introduce today's composer. And after the last episode in which we had Ethel Smith playing. Now we have a, a male composer again. And it's the one and only Sergei Rachmaninoff, one of the absolute legends of the history of classical classical music. Oh, I forgot to say, uh, welcome to Classic Gibberish, the show in which we listen to the bangers of the history of classical music, the bangers we all know and love. Okay, uh, so I'm going to go with um, today's piece, uh, Rachmaninoff's Isle of the Dead, opus 29. Here we go. Ooh, somber. I like it, I like it. Very nice. So, as I said, I've been... Um, in Portugal for a couple of months. Um, it was a time of of rest, really, of um, self-reflection, reflection of thought, of, of thinking. <laughs> it, it was good. It was good because I just rested and dedicated myself to doing nothing which always feels pretty good. Um, a couple of the highlights were that my favorite cousin, which lives in an island um, about a, a one hour flight away from uh, where I'm from, and she, she came to visit, and she'd never been in the island where I'm from. Um, so it was very nice. Um, and while she was there, we went to watch a concert with one with my, my family. Um, and the concert was performed by one of my parents' uh, favorite bands. Um, so that was really nice, and I had a lovely time. Um, and some of the other highlights of summer were that the um, summer festivals back home were uh, back on and that's where that concert I mentioned was um, and this was in a different island actually this concert we had to go there by ferry and it was very nice and um, but that the music festivals back home the in the island where I'm from uh, were back as well um, and there were some really, really good concerts, so it was very, very enjoyable. And I had the best time with, with my friends and um, just going to the beach every day, uh, meeting up for, for dinner and so on, so it was really lovely. Um, and then after that music festival, I traveled to the Portuguese mainland and 
went to where um, my mom is from in the um, Portuguese, Portuguese countryside and it's a small village with about 200 people um, and I had the most relaxing time there um, so it was really really good um, I went on a camping trip trip after I, I went back to the island so you know a lot of things in the music festival back home there's also a, a book festival and I got four books and read them all in within two weeks so that was, that was really good really high reading performance by me and all really good books I one of them was about the Israel-Palestine conflict which is very very interesting because I got to read in detail pretty much all the things that that have led up to the present situation there so that was very interesting because most of the news articles we see about about the situation are very summarized very brief which is normal I guess so it was good but it was good to read such an extensive piece of writing about this very interesting conflict and very serious indeed there was one about fascism fascism I never know how to say the word and that was very interesting as well and what was the other one? Oh, the other one was about Portuguese history and the common misconceptions about it which was really interesting as well because Portugal was in a dictatorship from 1926 to 1974 and obviously it was a nationalist dictatorship and with, with that comes a a lot of glorifying of, of the past and so Portugal has a colonial past and that was immensely glorified you know during the dictatorship and so there's still the remains of, of that influence of that glorification upon our perception of, of our history and so it was very interesting to read about that and you know realize the things that are wrong in, in the mind of the general population about our history so that was very interesting and the final one was called Misfits and it is by the creator Michaela Cole who created Chewing Gum and what's the other oh I May Destroy You it was a very interesting it was basically the transcription of a lecture she gave a few years back just about being different and being a misfit really and it was very interesting so yeah it was a very good summer uh, but now I'm back and yeah it's good to be back additionally um, over the summer I have been um, Texting a person, uh, romantically texting, romantically texting, and um, yeah, things seem to be going well. We're going to meet up for the first time on Sunday, so in two days, and I look forward to it. I have many a times described my romantic misadventures on this podcast 
and they have always been misadventures. And I come yet again with another one of my romantic endeavors. And one could say, if you look at the trend in the past of my romantic endeavors, one could say that it's very likely going to be a romantic misadventure. But I'm a chronic optimist, chronically optimist. Ick. Chronically optimistic, yes, that makes sense. And so I'm, I'm hopeful. And I'm looking forward to um, our date. So yes, I will possibly next week bring some news about that. We shall see. We shall see. And of course, since we, since the podcast stopped, obviously when we finished, it was shortly after the blimey that's loud it was a week after I think Boris Johnson resigned and so since then we've had this is very intense I like it since then we've had the elections the gen- not general elections the elections within the conservative party to elect the new leader and therefore the new Prime Minister and as I assume everyone um, everyone knows Liz Truss has won I think Rishi Sunak was better and I don't think this is me being sexist although it might I don't think sexists know that they're being sexist but I think he, she's too, she changes the opinion too easily. So she started as a lip then and very critical of the royalty, speaking of. And, you know, now she's in the Conservative Party and not really expressing very strong opinions against the monarchy. She was a very strong opponent of Brexit and then when Brexit happened she very quickly changed to being very in favor of Brexit. Early in her campaign to be the leader of the Conservative Party, she said she was going to do something about education or taxes or something like that. And once everybody started criticizing her, she said, oh no, actually, I, I, I was kidding. Um, so she changes opinion very easily and it seems like she will say whatever she needs to be approved and to be cheered on and I don't think that's a good way to govern I don't think a person like that makes a good prime minister um, also well for, for the comedians of the country it will be a, a, a splendid time because Listras is possibly the funniest in a bad way public speaker speaker to have ever been born in this world and you know that the most iconic one being this is a disgrace <laughs> I was actually I was listening because um, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts while I was um, in the wee village my mom's from and because there is no 
data reception there inside the houses so like I had to be outside to have any mobile data or, and there's no Wi-Fi either and so I had a, downloaded a load of podcasts and one of the podcasts was about Listras and talking to people that knew Listras and sort of tracing a profile of of who she is and one person they had was a is a previous advisor political advisor I think of of, of Liz Truss's and that political advisor says that you know after the this is a disgrace line she spends you know days uh, every time something bad happened um, she would say to Liz Truss this is a disgrace <laughs> which is <laughs> It, it's it's such good taking the piss because it's in politics where everyone's so serious. Um, so I love that uh, the, that her political advisor said that and clearly mocking her. I just love it. Uh, I think that's we need more of that in politics just to make things more lighthearted. And then the sort of political commentary provided by people like Joe Lysett, um, who's recently been targeted by. The, the Daily Mail and all the right-wing newspapers um, about his comments on on BBC One. He was BBC One, um, which were incredibly funny with him pretending he's right-wing and so on. There's, it's very good satire, very very good, and I really like that. Um, in other news, it appears a very old lady has died. Now. When I saw the news that the Queen had died, I felt happy. And then I thought, I'm a bad person. <laughs> the thing is, for me, the fact that the Queen was alive at 96 years old is representative of why the monarchy is problematic. So that the Queen is was 90 very few people reached 96 she was 96 when she died i think prince philip was even older when he died or was he younger i don't know and the reason why they survived until so late is because they are immensely privileged they aren't privileged i i think capitalism is bad because, you know, your parents are from a high social background, so you're going to be privileged. Your parents, you know, got a lot of money, or your grandparents, and so you're privileged because of inheritance and so on. But the thing is, in that situation, there was someone in your family, usually at most it will be your grandparents, that worked so that you were privileged. So someone put in the time, put in the hours, so that you were privileged. But in the case of the royal family, no one has ever worked for that privilege. They were born within that family, and that's why they're privileged. You know? So so for me, the fact that the queen was alive in, at, at 96 demonstrates how unfair and morally wrong the monarchy is and the existence of the royal family is the fact that 
the queen simply because she was born out of her, her dad's sperm and her mom's eggs by that you know coincidence by that wild coincidence she's privileged no one's ever had to work in her family to have that just because one day someone decided you and all your descendants are going to be privileged and the, the, the randomness of that and the unfairness of that just makes me angry and so the queen stood as a bastion of everything that's wrong with the monarchy the queen stood as the living representation of why the monarchy is unfair you know my grandmother a very poor woman that lived in in the Portuguese countryside died when she was I believe okay I'm gonna have to check she died when I was seven uh, she died four days before Christmas think of how cruel that is um, she let's see where is that? Two seconds, folks. I got a. F oh, there we go. Uh, she was 69. She was 69 when she died because she had cancer. It appears that. Um, my family has, on my mom's side, has a um, cancerous gene. She died when she was 69. I grew up without a, grandma, a, a grandmother. I had a grandmother for, for six years of my life. And the queen was alive at 96. Because of the sheer injustice of having been born from her mum's eggs and her dad's sperm. That, that's it. That's the only thing she did. And she was alive then. She was alive at 96 because of that. You know? And that makes me angry. That makes me disappointed in the world, disappointed in this country. It's a country... I chose to come to, to, come to the UK because I thought... It's a great country, and it, it is a great country, I love being here. But seeing that the monarchy is still accepted here like it's a normal thing, just makes my blood boil, because it, it's not. The fact that there's this very exclusive group of people who are treated literally like deities, you know, in, in the existence of the monarchy, presupposes that that family was chosen by God so we've got to treat them like deities because they were born within that family and no one within that family has ever had to work for the privilege no one 
and and the sheer injustice of that really makes me angry and that's i think that that's me rationalizing and that's my excuse for feeling glad for feeling happy when the queen died because of what what her being alive signified and so i've i've said this to um, just one person actually i think this is the perfect opportunity to um, get our shit together you know get together organize everything and make a massive revolution and get rid of the monarchy i think this is the moment i actually thought because so that the prince william and prince harry seem you know fairly straightforward people and fairly liberal so i i thought maybe there was a chance they would finish it that they'd say all right grandma liz has died she was in power for 70 years it's time to end it um it's it's been enough time since the world has moved past monarchies and it's time for us to do the same but it appears to not have happened and now we're going to have king charles the third and thinking about that makes my stomach screech now, i'm also very hungry so that the, that might be the cause of my stomach's screeching um but yeah it's uh, these are very strange times and i think the world the world will be immensely shaped by the events of this decade and the previous one well that was sergey's rachmaninoff's isle of the dead opus 29 composed in 1909 um that's basically been me for today i came in i hadn't planned to come in because my show is, is usually on saturdays but the union is closed tomorrow so i came in um didn't have any topics planned but i think it went pretty well and my opinions on the monarchy and queen Liz's death i think they were i think i expressed myself well that's the main thing one thing i think one thing i think about whenever i speak of controversial issues is what if people don't what what if i didn't express myself as well as i should and now i look like a bigot um what if I'm, I am a bigot and don't know about it? You know, many worries going on in my head. Anyway, that has been me for today. This was Classy Gibberish. I'll be back again next, next week on Saturday at half 8pm. And yeah, I'm going to have a laborious week with plenty of, of things to do. Going to my first neuroscience conference on Friday, which is very exciting. And a lot of working on a lot of working on, on the radio and, and making sure that we're as good as we can be. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I hope you have a great week. I will try having a great week as well. And I'll speak to you again next week. 
Bye bye. Classy gibberish.